got to tell you that the greatest part has been once we turned it on, almost everybody, and I would I say 90% of my clients love it. And the competitive edge came out when they didn't even, you know, the biggest comments been, I didn't even know I was that competitive. So it's upped everybody's game. Even if they didn't want it to, they almost can't help it. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. John McGowan here, and it's a very dreary brown January here in Minnesota. And so I can't decide if it needs to get warmer or if the snow needs to come. But in any event, we're always thankful for having indoor cycling to occupy both our time professionally. And for a lot of us, we're also in there just to try to maintain our own fitness. Back on podcast number 186, I introduced you to Tay Wu and Mark Davids, the inventors, entrepreneurs that are developing what they call Top Power, which is the uh, heads-up display. They have a beta site at Ghost Cycle Studio down in the Chicago area. And I have the opportunity right now to interview the owner of Ghost Cycle. And uh, well, she's also one of the instructors there. Emmy Regali, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Well, thank you, John. Can you tell me... You know, how did you get involved with those guys at Performance IQ? Well, they actually found me. They had taken my class and had come to the studio and then contacted me shortly after and, and had asked if I'd be interested in being their very first test studio. And I was game, very game. Okay. And now your studio already had some big screens in place? No, we did not have anything in place. We had not really thought about doing this. I know that some of our competitors had um, a similar concept going. I had mixed feelings about it, um, but these guys really convinced me that it would only be to our advantage to sort of up our game, um, which it's absolutely turned out to be. So what we're describing is a display system that takes the power and RPM data from a Kaiser M3 indoor cycle and displays it up on a screen. And you've had a lot of experience teaching with it now. You've had it for a month or better, haven't you? Oh, yeah. We've had it for, I would say, probably four to five months. First of all, how did you have to adapt to it from a coaching teaching style? You know, it's interesting because I've been teaching for, let's at least... It's been 18 years, 16, 18 years without it. It's interesting to have another absolute mechanism to to visually look at, not only like you've asked, not just for the participants, but for the instructor to be able to really get a sense for where your cyclists are truly at, not where they think they're at. There's always been a million other ways to try to gauge where they may be. Heart rate monitor, odometer on the bike. But this just is, takes it to a whole nother level when there's a big screen TV and instructor can literally ask for certain wattage or certain RPMs and visually see where the entire class is at 
and sort of be able to instruct from from the screen. How long have you had the Kaiser M3s? We've had the Kaiser M3 since we opened. We opened a year ago, October, but I've been teaching on them um, that entire time. Okay. Well, were you typically teaching with power, meaning, you know, you, as, as part of your class profile? I used RPMs because it's more universal. Different people are going to push different wattages depending on their size and obviously strength. But RPMs was easier to keep the class almost, you know, to the best of our ability in the same place. So what has the response from your participants been? You know, it's funny because initially I think that people were slightly intimidated by it. There's a handful that were really psyched, you know, that more competitive edge. Then there was like another side where they were intimidated. Oh, I'm going to be able to see myself on the screen. That's a lot of pressure. And I got to tell you that... The greatest part has been once we turned it on, almost everybody, and I would I say 90% of my clients love it. And the competitive edge came out when they didn't even, you know, the biggest comment's been, I didn't even know I was that competitive. So it's upped everybody's game. Even if they didn't want it to, they almost can't help it. Okay, because that's some of the, uh, I want to use the word pushback that I've, that I received in comments, you know, because uh, I've done a couple of posts on this uh, flywheel out east. Right. You're in Chicago, I should add. Yeah. Uh, but out east, you know, they have a, their own system that is similar and they seem to be wildly successful with it. But the feedback or pushback I got from others is that, well, we don't want to introduce competition into the class because it's, I don't know, some people are concerned about that. You didn't experience that. Well, I think it's all in how, like how you spin it. So what I have done and encouraged all of my other instructors to do uh, is treat this entire board as a motivational tool. So whether it motivates you to be highly competitive and try to increase your ranking or it, it just personally motivating you by increasing your energy, your, you know, your final output of each class, comparing it class to class, find something about it that just you still use to motivate yourself. So it doesn't necessarily have to be from a competition aspect. Did you have anyone that just said, absolutely not, I don't want anything to do with it? I occasionally do uh, in the nicest way, and we simply click them off the board, and then they don't have to participate. Do you, are you using real names or nicknames? We're, at this point, we are strictly using bike numbers. So nobody's, which is, which is people seem to really like because it's very hard to try to tr- stare down, find the bike number, find where they are on the screen while following yourself. Got it. So everybody, so everybody's kind of focused on them. Absolutely. Unless they happen to have, you know, <laughs> you know I teach at one of the other sites, CycleQuest up here in the cities where the guys came and installed a couple of, so they've got like three bikes that are set up for Joe Dukeson's studio. And Joe and his, and, uh, his other buddy, John, uh, were in my class on Monday and they're very <laughs> competitive. Right. Like maybe, right. Like maybe two friends or, or right, not exactly. friends, you know, yep. are going to like track each other the whole time and, and love that feeling of getting in there being like, I'm going to kick your butt to their, to their friend. I haven't seen as much of that, but I love it. If that, if that does it for you, you know, at least you got that option now. In the post that I created for the, the er- earlier interview I did, I compared the, the top power system to like a heads-up display in a car. Mm-hmm. 
And do you see that in your students that they're not with their head down focused on the, you know, that little computer that they're up looking at the screen and then obviously looking at you? Um, I think they do a bit of both. Um, I don't think that it's easy for every single person to stay zeroed in on that screen. And because I do teach so much using the RPMs, that their odometer is an easier access visually. So I see heads going down. I see them going up. I see the board, you know, we we turn it off for a while. We turn it back on. We kind of give people a break. And then I'll stress, let's focus on this race now. So there's a combination going on throughout the class. Gotcha. Are you using the software to, to track people class to class? I'm waiting. Um, we're supposed to have that within the next few weeks. And I'm really, people are really looking forward to that. So it'll maintain their calorie production from class to class. It'll, yeah, their final energy output number, it will store that information and they'll be able to keep, you know, continuously track their progress. Is there a downside to it? Is there something in it? or something about it that that's a frustration, burden, disruption, anything like that? You know, honestly, John, I, I don't think there is. And primarily why is because if somebody, and I, I will say this, maybe I got one or two comments of, I loved that your studio was like a no judgment kind of zone place and that I didn't feel pressure to be an elite athlete or didn't. And so a couple of those people, I I hate for them to feel like if they're at the bottom of the ranking of 26 people class, that that's, that makes them feel bad about themselves. That would be my biggest fear with it, I guess, in a roundabout way to answer your question. Sure. Sure. Well, that's what we're, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Is that, that it doesn't become something that makes somebody feel bad because they can't be, you know, in the top 10 or 15. I don't believe I've lost anybody because we've added it. Um, I think the people over time that have that feeling feel real comfortable saying, okay, I mean, take me off the board. I don't want a part of the board. And I, I say before every class, I say, you know, you can get off the board and it, or don't even look up there. Ignore it um, if it's not a motivational tool for you. Well, I guess that was going to be my next question is, are you seeing – some increase in participation because you have it? I would say yes. I, I, I would say, I, I would absolutely say yes. I, I haven't been able to track that. You know, I can't say that I know I've got 10% more people because of the board. I would say it's been more of a positive aspect at the studio. So I can't imagine that, that it hasn't pulled in a few more people knowing that we do have this as another option. Now you've got multiple instructors there. Does everybody use it or just some of you? Everybody uses it. Everybody uses it on and off throughout class. Everybody uses it in a similar manner. Occasionally, we do um, these classes called Go Race, and then the board is on the entire time. And the point of the class is 100%. We're racing. It's totally competitive. You're encouraged to be competitive. There's prizes at the end. You know what I mean? It's a whole different dynamic. If it's not that type of a class that's happening, then the board is popped on, it's popped off. We do a sprint. You might do a team race. You might just track the individuals. So that's pretty much how we use it. I can imagine that the energy level gets pretty high in the race class when everybody's watching. And if someone jumps back to, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes, but there's a, there's a, uh, 
actually a video they shot at your studio. But it's interesting on this because it's got at the top, it's it's got all the bike numbers that kind of travel slowly across right. depending on who's in, ahead. It's it's like it's like a horse race video game or something. So I can see that that would be very motivational to those who are competitively bent, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I, I love that aspect. And that they move quickly across when you go into sprint mode. So the top five players uh, cruise across the top of that board. I love that aspect. Now, do you advertise that as a special class then so people understand what they're walking into? We do. And it's not on our schedule on a regular basis. Um, we did one, I believe it was in November. We're about to do one um, at the end of January. So we sort of make that an event. Okay. Now, I know your time is limited. <laughs> gotcha for as long as I could. I have a c- unrelated question, but it's something that I saw on your website, and I would like a little feed or understanding of it. You have an evaluate an instructor form that is quite comprehensive on your website where you're asking participants to evaluate your instructors. Can you tell me what was the, the motivation for having that and what have you learned from it? The hardest thing about operating the studio. And you are a, a, a owner operator. I'm the owner operator. Yeah, right. yep. absolutely. Was finding quality instructors. And especially when you're a studio, standalone cycling studio, and you've got cyclings available in every gym across the country. So why is anybody coming to you? What's the point when it's most likely in your gym, if you belong to a gym, it's free. So the reason they're coming is, you know, I think there's a few different reasons. I think one reason is the individual attention, different, you know, better scheduling, perhaps, and maybe better equipment, hopefully. And then I think first and foremost, it's better instruction, better quality instructors. So when you say better quality instructors, what does that mean? Well, I think these people have to be really engaging and dynamic and knowledgeable and motivating. So since I really have found this to be and we've gotten, you know, we do have great, terrific people, which were not easy to find. I want constant feedback from the clients because if they don't like who's teaching, they're, they're going to leave me. They're not going to take class. I mean, they're not just coming to sit on a bike and have somebody just tell them what to do. I uh, found that by putting this form up there, and of course it could be anonymous, it's been incredibly helpful. From everything to I like this person's music to I don't like their music and everything you can imagine in between. Um, but it's guided, like you can see by the evaluation. It, it does guide you. There's a small section at the bottom for general comments. But we have found it to be extremely helpful. And, and I send every evaluation to the instructor that's evaluated. Are you using this to go back to your participants to kind of a, try to address an issue? Maybe they don't like the music, then suggest, well, maybe... You'd prefer to go to this class? Do you do anything like that with it? Honestly, the majority of the people do it anonymously. They really do. So I don't necessarily, unless there's like been like, a, you know, a, a big issue and they have left their name or email, they have been such simple things, you know, uh, didn't love the music. And that's, and again, you're right. That's about personal preference and maybe take somebody else's class. Um, right. So it, 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 it varies at times. Of course I have. But you're getting comments like I get or I don't get, but I hope I don't get. But, you know, he just started late. 
No, we Those really aren't. We're not getting nitpicky things. Um, oh, you're not. Not okay. at all. It's and again, you know, the evaluation sort of guides you as to what we're asking. Was the instructor motivating? Um, would you recommend the instructor to a friend? Which is the number one question you need the answer to. Exactly. So, and then, you know, like I said, it does give a column for, you know, what typical, you give your other comments or suggestions to help go cycle. Um, but no, thank God, no, we aren't getting nitpicky stuff like that at all. I'm not getting, I wish, you know, it was darker or lighter or, and now that you bring it up, I consider myself really lucky. The clientele is, um, is, is pretty great. The problems or concerns that they've had or comments are, are valid. Exactly. And you're using them to improve what you're doing. Yes. Which is the ultimate thing. And yeah, that's the only, right, aren't those the only people who really can improve what you're doing? But yeah, I did a post a little while ago. I don't know if you ever watch it, but Gordon, Chef Gordon Ramsay, he's got that Kitchen Nightmares yeah. TV show. Yeah. And he's typically having to break through the arrogance or... I don't even know what you want to call it, of the owner or the chef that they just don't want to hear that something is wrong. And once they do, magically everything improves. Of course it does. <laughs> so, yeah, and so be open to you know some constructive criticism because that's the only way that you're going to understand what your market, your student, participant, customer wants. You know, and I'll tell you, the instructors really appreciate it. I mean, every time I forward an evaluation, they're always like, thanks so much, I'll work on that. You know, you want to know um, as an instructor, you know, what you're doing great and what you're not. Yeah, because we beg for people to make comments. And I think we always try to do it, in a, you know, make sure you give a positive comment. But but the the, the negative, meaning negative, meaning not positive right. uh, comments are probably the ones that are going to do you or give you the, the, the understanding of where you need to grow. Um, absolutely. All right. Well, again, I know you're running off to teach, so I want to thank you for your time, Emmy. And uh, again, a plug for your studio. Uh, where in Chicago are you located? Um, we're located on North Avenue and Cleveland. So in Chicago, we call that area like almost Old Town. So people know it is either on the edge of Lincoln Park or almost into Old Town. Got it. Okay. And they can find you at GoCycleStudio.com. And would it be okay if I shared the link to your evaluation form? I think there's a lot of studio owners that are going to be interested in seeing this. Absolutely. I will do that. Or if you go to GoCycleStudio.com and there's a big link in the navigation that says evaluate an instructor. And if you're a studio owner, manager, or an instructor, you know, thinking that getting some feedback from your students would be helpful, uh, you can look at what Emmy has here and do something with it. And uh, yeah, so and your year's going well? The year is going really well. And of course, like being January with all, you know, the crazy New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. um, you know, things always get a little wacky. Um, and then the tried and true, like hang in there through March and April and, you know, further. <laughs> all right. You know, you've seen that same drill. Oh, yeah, yeah. I call them the resolutionists. Yep. You know, they're there for a couple of weeks and. Yes, I know the people, the membership people are going like crazy to try to get them signed up for an annual membership because they know they're only going to use it for two weeks. But. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know how I feel about it. I'm like, you know what? Go for it. You know, come on in. Give it a whirl. I know I won't see you soon, but, um, you know, it's just the way it works. Okay. I welcome the revolutionists. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I love your term. All right. Well, Emmy Regali. Thank you. I appreciate your time today and telling us about your uh, 
experiences with the uh, top power uh, heads-up display from Performance IQ. And I will uh, maybe get an update from you in the future as to things progress. I would be happy to, John. Thank you so much. All right. Well, enjoy your day, Emmy. Thank you. Same to you. Now, if you happen to work at a studio or you own a studio that has a room full of Kaiser M3s and you're thinking, something like this may be of interest to my participants, but I'm not sure. Well, you're in luck. Performance IQ is offering a 30-day free trial so you can introduce the technology to some of your classes, get some feedback, and find out if this is something that they would be interested in experiencing on a regular basis. You can go to myperformanceiq.com. There is a uh, link to the free trial. You're going to uh, submit your contact information, and the guys will get back to you pronto to give you the details. Again, you just go to myperformanceiq.com. Thanks for listening.